Welcome to the No Backing Down Podcast. Your host Sean Stellato brings you amazing guests with incredible stories of triumph and success. Prepare to be inspired. Well, I am super excited for our next guest. Not only is he a world champion, he's an actor, he's been in Dancing with the Stars. Probably the most important title is he's a dad. It is with all due respect and appreciation to former world champion boxer, Victor Ortiz. Victor, welcome to the No Backing Down podcast. Dude, former but will be again, will reign again. Greatest of all time, like Muhammad Ali's. Just saying. Um, at the end of the day, it's like this. Um, dude, I've been so blessed and so fortunate to just be on any kind of anything. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for that. Uh, one, two. Um, I have two baby boys who definitely deserve the praise of me being this dude. Like, dude, you have daddy who's the world champion. So let's do it, man. Once again. That's all. And, you know, Victor, I've been... All over the world, I've been uh, got to rub shoulders with a, a lot of amazing people. Of course, of course, and I, yeah. and I would have Definitely. to say, hands down, Victor Ortiz is one of the most humble, genuine people I have ever met, and uh, and I mean that from the depths of my soul. Um, and congratulations, obviously, for your success. But Victor, we're going to jump right into this thing, okay? Uh, Victor, Perfect. Thirty-two and six. We're going to bring it back, Victor. June seventh, two thousand eleven out in Vegas, fighting Floyd Money Mayweather. First three rounds, you know, he's, he's putting it on you a little bit. Then all of a sudden, round four, bam, Victor Ortiz stings him and bullies him into the corner. And, you know, you obviously started to really turn it up and got in your groove. And then, you know, obviously out of frustration, I, I, not out of frustration, but out of, you know, enthusiasm and passion, you, you, you know, head-butted. You went and embraced him to apologize, and then he takes a cheap shot, and, and obviously you can't recover from that. Can you maybe take us through that moment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely, 100%. So people may think that um, in the sense of uh, I started turning it up. No, no, no. Now you go back. You go back to the time of day. The fastest man in the world will not ever be tagged by somebody like Vic. Ortiz, the fastest man, blah, 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 blah. The, the, it goes on and on and on, on and on. Um, so how can you explain to me if the fastest man got countered by the slowest man, most powerful man in the world? Like, dude, first round, come on now. I timed you just perfect. Boom. Nope. You missed and countered down the pipe. So I matched your speed, which is sad. I'm the slowest. I am the uh, not so... I guess not uh, accurate, whatever, dude. If I if I countered you and I <laughs> and I match your speed, there's something wrong there. You're not the fastest man in the world. Victor teases one, two, or maybe the, just the timing. <laughs> two, um, yeah, we we got down for four rounds, and in those four rounds, I didn't see myself losing one round at all. And I tested I tested your punch in the second round with my chin. Come at me, bro. I want to see I already hit. Come at me, bro. I just want to taste. I want to taste it. I want to see what a world champion of twenty years tastes like. Nope. Yeah, no power. Maybe he didn't pay his gas bill or his uh, electricity bill. He had no power. So at the end of the day, bro, it's like, dude, Floyd did amazing. Yeah, did he whip on me? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. I a hundred percent don't believe he ever put a hand on me. But hey, it's boxing. He walked away with the victory. Beautiful, amazing. 
my respects, my condolences. Amazing, awesome athlete, bad dude. Is he on my level? I don't think so. Um, one, two. Now we, we, we just moved past all the craziness that took place in that time. And it's like, dude, things happen for a reason. We live our lives and we, we keep going forward or we, we stay in the past. I, I don't want that past no more. Mayweather is one of the greatest of all time. He's one of the greatest that will ever live. Now, when the rematch comes around, there's no respect. I'm not 23 anymore, homie. I'm 33. Wisdom, knowledge, power, it all comes. If you thought you were that great, man, hey, stay away from me, dude. You don't want to have no 50, 50 and one. Why? That's, that. the ble- that's the blemish. And the old saying is experience creates wisdom. Um, you know, obviously, this is the no backing down podcast. So you, you had to be frustrated coming out of that fight. Uh, tell me how you pick yourself up to move forward. What, what was your motivation? And uh, you, know, what you, know, kind you know, it's interesting. Interestingly enough, uh, I was destroyed. I was hurt. I was just, I was so down. But the, the bottom line is this. Um, I didn't want to live my life in the sense of, oh, man, what could I have done? Oh, oh, it was just a paycheck. No, 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 no. I didn't want to live my life that way. So I said, you know what? Hey, he whipped, he whipped my ass. It is what it is. Simple mistake costed me billions. So I just took it. I took it and I wore it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to be better now. I'm going to make sure that anything that I do from now on is just spot on and, and nothing crazy. So... That's all I've done, bro. I've literally just lived my life, worked hard, trained hard, and I've just been kind of step-by-step, just been trying to climb up to the top again. I'm with Freddie Roach now. Freddie Roach, Coach uh, uh, Speedy G, and Coach Marvin. So at the end of the day, man, the wild card, we're coming back 100%. And for some of, the, uh, some of our listeners out there that don't know, Freddie Roach, obviously Manny Pacquiao's guy, one of the greatest trainers ever, and he's an, and for all you listeners, he's actually a Boston guy. Um, Rick, we're going to go back to Garden City, Kansas, okay? Your upbringing. Um, early life, your mom decides, you know, four, uh, three brothers and sisters, she wants to abandon the family. Your dad's an alcoholic. He often beats you. You decide, you know, with your mom's departure, you know, you decide to pick up boxing. Um, you know, it's funny, make- actually. Uh, I didn't decide it, bro. Uh, that The man made me fight. He said, in this in this family, there will never be any any PU, blah, 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 blah. Right? I didn't want to fight. I hated fighting. I um, I was I played piano, and I I, uh, I was in orchestra, and I also was uh, part of the, the um, what do you call it? There's orchestra, and there's the other one. Were you singing? Yes. So I, I was part of that. <laughs> and uh, I, did, I didn't want to I didn't want to fight. But there's this old gentleman by the name of Bucky. May he rest in peace. Uh, he picked me up and he said, no, he could be a good fighter. I uh, they used to stand me right handed, which is my left hand leads first. And uh, I just couldn't coordinate with it. I found out later on that I'm left handed. I'm actually I'm, I'm Southpaw. They used to say, oh, you're Southpaw, Vic, you're Southpaw. I'm like, no, my name's Victor, dude. They're like, no, you're Southpaw. I'm like, no, I'm Victor. So I thought that was like something they were trying to call me. And uh, being Southpaw brought me to be who I am, which is left-handed. I found out later, years later what Southpaw meant. So I just kept going with it, man. And this just gentleman just kind of treated me like my like his son, his grandson, his uh, the guy who he disciplined 100%. So two-time Purple Heart vet, and uh, man, he taught me everything. 
and but he taught me left-handed. So I became this this phenomenon in the left-handed world, and I'm not even left-handed, but destroying people left and right. And he taught me everything there was. He always told me, Junior, boxing is it's called boxing for a reason. It's not fighting. It's hit and not get hit. And uh, I I was like, wow, amazing. So I took off with that. 161 fights as an amateur and uh, 17 defeats later, I noticed what he talked about. Then I got to Ventura, California, or Oxnard, California at the time. And they, they converted me. They, they knew I hit so hard that I could drop somebody. So they, they pushed me to become this banger, this this guy who just he just comes in and just fights without knowledge, just throws punches. That's not what it's about, man. My Tyson talked to you about that too. Sometimes, you know, you just got to go in there. It's 100% ready, but <laughs> it's just one of those situations where it's not like that. Boxing is a game. You have to hit and not get hit. If you get hit, like recover, take it in, whatever, and then just keep going forward. It's a very dangerous sport. Think and- here, will your kids ever fight? Will your two baby boys ever be boxers? No. Now, will they wear boxers? Maybe so. But no, it's very dangerous. With regards to Victor, you you were in foster care at the age of 12. Can you maybe talk a little bit? Because there's obviously other foster kids out there that I'm sure you looked at as a role model to them. Can you maybe talk about the foster care and how that turned you into the person you are today? Absolutely, man. Um, People always have something to say. You can't. You won't. You. There's no possible way, blah, blah, blah. Just stop. Shut up. It's up to the person. The person takes it. Myself, example. No matter what was thrown at me, what was said to me, I said no. I'll see you in a few years. I'll see you very soon. I'll be on top of the world. People hate my guts for it. But hate me all you want. Say what is needed to say. I don't care. It was interesting. There was a year where one of my teachers says, do you know? My college teacher says, do you know what the statistics of someone like you making it in life is? I go, yeah. But guess what? I make my own statistics, so it doesn't matter. And you know what? They laughed at me. I had to go to my dean's office in college and drop my college classes. And I was an a, a straight-A student. And, dude, really? I'll become the world champion? Before that, though, I actually went to my job sites to ask them if I could get a week off work. I went to my try to get one week off of work to see if it's okay and these people did not believe in me. They didn't. They were like, dude, you're crazy. That's not going to happen. It will never happen. And I was just like, whoa. So at the end of the day, it's like, dude, no, no, it's going to happen. I'm going to be the world champion. I'm going to be one of the greatest world champions of all time. It is what it is. And uh, I don't know if they hate my guts, but dude, we pulled it off, man. We come back. And then uh, my manager calls me into the office the next week and says, hey, 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 champ. Hey, champ. Whoa. <laughs> I'm a champ now. Can you come in? I, I just need to talk to you right quick. Uh, this and that. I was so in disbelief that I didn't realize that I just became world champion that I go, my brother says, uh, Junior. They call me Junior. So he goes, Junior, why the F are you still working, dude? Do you not? Did you not realize that you became the world champion? I go, no, I know. <laughs> dude, yeah, I realized that. It's just, it's just, it's unbelievable to me. Like, I mean, he goes, dude, why are you doing this, man? Like, dude, you don't need to work anymore. Like, you don't need to do blah, blah, blah. And I go, no, you're actually right, dude. I actually don't need to work anymore. But it was just crazy, dude. Like, I don't know. Craziest well, amounts of feelings of ever of anything, man. Uh, so, so, I don't know. That's At the what end I, of the day. I, I was going to elaborate on that, Vic. 
April sixteenth, two thousand and eleven. The fight obviously is called to fight that day against Andre. Yes, absolutely. Yes, sir. And for the WBC welterweight championship of the world, when that fight was set in stone, can you maybe? Oh, dude, I wasn't supposed to win. I wasn't. I had no chance. Well, that I uh, there's someone very uh, obviously respected in the industry said, Victor. Are uh, you going to commit career suicide? And that was by Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. Can you, can you maybe talk a little bit about preparation for that fight? It was, and- one, of the most hurt, it was one of the most hurt, hurtful moments for me in the world because, like, when you think of Oscar De La Hoya, Floyd Mayweather, Mike Tyson, these are, these are some of the uh, – Muhammad Ali, some of the biggest, greatest people in the world, right? Huge. Like, like these, are, these people are so big. Like, you have zero chance of anything, right? So when, when you come to Oscar De La Hoya, Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, any of these guys, they, they, they're loved when they're on top of the world. But then you, you see someone like me, and it's like, damn, Victor Ortiz, he's got no shot, no sense of it doing anything. And it, it messed me up because of the fact of this. Like, dude, these people laughed at me. They, they ridiculed me. They, 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 they just completely made fun of me. Like, they thought I couldn't, I didn't have a chance or nothing like that. And, and, and for someone like Oscar De La Hoya to, to say something like along the lines of, uh, Victor, 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 Victor has no chance. Uh, Victor, it's called career suicide. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, dude, this dude doesn't believe in me. He didn't believe in me so much to the point that he went to London, England to see Amir Khan fight. I conquered the championship that night. They were in disbelief. But why? I told you what I was going to do. I did it. I said one point in time, I don't care if my eyebrows are ripped open and just bleeding everywhere and my nose is shattered. I'm bringing that W home. I didn't lie about that. I thought it was a lie. I thought it was some kind of like, um, I don't know what it was. I, I really don't. Oscar had his thing. I love Oscar. I'm a fan. He's one of my, I guess, idols in a sense. But, dude, I became one of the biggest fighters that night. Nobody ever stopped by my training camp. Coach Haas and myself spent many, many hours along with Coach Danny Garcia. And I could tell you how many people came by in a, in a, in a, in a 13-week training camp. Maybe two people. It's kind of funny. Meanwhile, this dude had everything and everyone in his camp, which is awesome, amazing. But, dude, I was coming to destroy you, and I meant it. So it's funny because people are doing the same thing again. Oh, Victor will never be. Victor will never do it again. Okay. I wasn't given the name Victor for no reason. Sorry, I'm not sorry. I'm not going to stop until I'm the WBC, WBO, WBA, IBF, and Ring Magazine champion. When I have that, I might think about, right, renting a horse or maybe buying it. I don't know. And then riding off to the sunset, you know? Yep. Well, At this that- point in time, though, man, I'm so hungry, brother, that I don't, I don't care anymore. I'm going to make sure that my little boys know that their daddy is the world champion. My daddy was. No, no, no. There's no was. I am. And still. Well, that's that's a great mindset to have, Victor. And obviously, uh, that earning that title, I mean, what the, the glass mountain climb to be able to get to that point. Um, and for our listeners, that bout versus, uh, you know, Berto was named the Ring Magazine Fight of the Year for 2011. So what an accolade. You know, you, you get back and um, you fight fast forward, Victor, five years later. Um, you fight Berto the second time. Uh, the fight doesn't go as planned, uh, but you still, you went in there and you, you know, you fought tough. Can you make Dude, a I, 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 
I will own it. I will own it. Hey, man. Berto came in prepared, 100%, mentally, physically, emotionally, everything. I was not prepared. I mean, I was physically there, emotionally, but literally in the brain. I, I never arrived. Hey, I dropped him and I said, okay, in my brain, I said to him, you're fucking done, homie. You don't belong here. Get the fuck out of here. A for effort. Okay. I, he gets up. I, in my brain, is exed out. You don't belong here. I go to attack. Boom. Received uppercut. My man. Never recovered. <laughs> hey, man. So caught my ass. He just shut me the hell up. It was one of the most depressing, saddest moments of my life. I, uh, I, was, um, I had thoughts of, of uh, just ugly thoughts. Man. And uh, we don't even get into that. But, man, wow. Uh, Berto proved himself over and over again in my brain. He's one of the baddest dudes that ever lived. Well, and you learned a lot from that, and you learned a lot from yourself. And as you know, the resiliency you're taught from boxing carries you forward. Um, and you obviously, it's carried you in many facets of life. Uh, Victor, tell me about it. You've done some really cool things outside of boxing, and that's why there's so much respect for you um, is you've leveraged the platform. Uh, tell, take us through Dancing with the Stars. Um, did you get to do the salsa on that show at all? Dude, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done. <laughs> To be honest with you, whoa, man, uh, shoot. Who who was on the cast, Victor, with you that season? Dude, there was Andy Dick. There was uh, the Sean Lowe. There was uh, uh, Kelly Bickler. Um, there was D.L. Hoogley. There was uh, Neona, Neona, Neona Weisman, I think. Dude, those, dude, the cast is just amazing. It was, these people were so cool, man. They actually, they accepted me for me. And it's like, in Hollywood, you, didn't get, you don't get that. People don't like you or they love you or they or they hate you. And these people accepted me for me. I, I, I believe some of my best moments were probably with Kelly Pickler. Kelly Pickler and myself, just we hung out on a daily and just talk crap, you know. It's was, it was pretty cool. I, I, I love her so much. Oh, Jacoby Jones as well. One of the baddest dudes in the NFL. <laughs> that guy, that guy was so cool. And he could dance, which is not cool. <laughs> Well, you got, you can obviously, yeah, that's good because now, you know, your two boys, they're going to know how to, they're going to get taught how to dance. Al, Allie Reisman. Yes. Yep. Your Allie, uh, gold medal uh, winner gymnast and, uh, yeah. the, the Olympian, you know, bro. Olympian and, uh, you know, for sure. You know, very talented gymnast. Um, so that, and then tell us, Victor, you know, obviously you had, um, you did the dancing with the stars, but then you had your cup of tea in acting, the expendables three. Southpaw, once dude, upon dude, a time so in Venice. How about this one? This is the craziest and coolest experience of my life. So apparently um, someone heard through the grapevine that I was doing Dancing with the Stars. That someone was Sylvester Stallone's wife. She says to Sylvester Stallone, Sly, I did not know that at the time. There's a guy on Dancing with the Stars, blah, blah, this and that. Just check him out. He forms a meeting with me. I'm signing a Gersh with Brett Norensberg, which thank him. He's amazing. Mike Stout, I love you guys. But, dude, they say, okay, Vic, tomorrow, Thursday, day before, you have a meeting with, uh, with a guy they call Sly. They didn't tell me a name. It just says Sly. I, I find the three-letter name kind of weird, but it's okay. It's okay. It's Hollywood. It's Beverly Hills. It's okay. It's cool. Dude, my surprise, right? I get to this meeting. I parked in the first spot I see. Boom. Never read the email because I don't like email. I don't like 
I mean, sometimes text messages, whatever. I don't check anything. So finally, my, I picked up my friend named Victor Rodriguez. He says, hey, Vic, what is the address? And I said, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Dude, it's in my email somewhere. Here, get my phone. He goes, what the? And I go, what? You're going to meet up with Sly? I go, yeah, the three-letter dude. Dude, do you know who you're meeting up with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with the Sly or whatever. Victor, yeah, you're going to meet up with Sylvester Stallone right now. I go, what the, f- what? He goes, yeah, we're on Thousand, we're in Thousand Oaks. We pulled to the side of, uh, of the shoulder. I got to read now. My first time reading it. Blah, blah, 11.15, do not be late at Sly Sylvester Stallone's office, blah, blah, in Beverly Hills. So I'm like, holy crap. Not even knowing that it was his office, it was him. So I'm about to meet Rocky Balboa, bro, for the first time ever. Stoked beyond. Wow. I, um. Uh, I go, shit, dude, we can't be late. Typed in the, the email, uh, the address, and uh, copy and pasted, boom, everything. We get to Beverly Hills. First spot I see, I take it, boom, I park. About maybe 45 minutes later, some dude comes up, and he goes, hey, hey, uh, hey man, someone someone took my spot, you know? I'm like, holy shit, that's Rocky Balboa. Whoa. And he's like, What's going on, Victor? And I'm just like, oh, shit. He knows my name. <laughs> What's up, dude? Victor, right? So he takes me inside, and he throws this uh, big old book like that, throws it at me. I catch it. Sit down. Yes, sir. You know what that is? I go, no, sir. So I'm looking through it, just skimming it, just, you know, whatever. I'm like, oh, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, this is the, the movie on paper. And he goes, Jesus Christ. It's called, it's called a script. Oh, okay. script. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So he says, why do you want to be in my movie? I go, whoa, time out, time out. No, I don't want to be in your movie. I'm not an actor. One, I, to, for me to ask you to be in your movie is ludicrous. That's ridiculous. I said, thought you respect champ. Like, no. Now I'm a workhorse. So if I can get that opportunity, best believe I'm going to work. But I'm not no actor. No way. No way. Oh, okay. all right. Okay, okay. You know, there's thousands of actors in this industry that want to be in my movie. So why should I choose you? I go, <laughs> exactly. Don't. Don't do that. Don't ruin your movie, bro. So now he's kind of caught off guard. And uh, he goes, so you don't want to be in my movie? You know, I go, no, no, it's not that. It's, the thing is this. Sly, Mr. Sylvester Stallone. Like, I, I, I'm not an actor. I'm a fighter. I rise to the occasion. I get down. I get it. But, like, for, for me to try to be in your movie, like, that's ridiculous. Huh. He goes... You know, you know, you, 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 you are Rocky, you know? And I go, what? He goes, you know, you're, you're Rocky. I, I don't understand that. He says, you know, Rocky, Rocky, you know, he's, a, he's an actor, you know, like he's a character, but you, you are him, you know? And I'm just like, whoa, what are you? <laughs> he's got really deep. He pretty much said that I am Rocky and that I am the real life Rocky. And whatever I want to do is going to go, right? So then I just go, look, I don't know on a realistic note, like the the man, the gentleman named Boaz, which is the act. I didn't even know that at the time. He's the acting. Uh, he's the, the guy who like, he hires you. So it's like, uh, dang it. I don't really recall the, the term for it. He's the guy who, who hires you or doesn't. So uh, anyway. The, the casting director? Yes, that guy. Yep. Yeah. So I... Uh, Pretty sure Sly's going to be like, fucking Victor. 
<laughs> but anyways, he tells Sly about me a lot. And then uh, just how I am as a person. And it's like, there's no filter here. Like, you like me or you don't. You love me or you hate me. So next thing you know, like, Boaz takes me on. And, dude, they, they hire me. And next thing you know, he goes, Sly turns around and goes, congratulations. You get the movie. And I go, what? Wait, wait, wait. What did you say? He goes, now get out of my face before I, before I, uh, before I change my mind. And I go, those are fighting words. Those are fighting words, bro. When I said those are fighting words, he turns around and he shows me grudge match for the first time ever anyone has ever seen. To critique his boxing, to critique the film. I'm like, holy shit, this is cool. So it's crazy how like a trailer park kid with nothing other than some thoughts and some dreams can come up to be something on that scale, on that level. I don't see myself on that scale. I don't see myself on that level. Never have. I highly doubt I ever will because it's beautiful and ugly at the same time. And like the saying goes, when you get to the top, it's lonely. That's very true. People don't like me. <laughs> Come on, man. People, people like me when I'm on top, on top, top, when I'm on, yo, a simple hello says millions to somebody. But what I'm me right now, what you're seeing right now, sitting down here, right here by myself, people hate my guts, including, you know, some of my personal people. It's like, whoa. I've done nothing to nobody. I just live my life and people still hate my guts. It's it's ugly. It's interesting. So I just, I sit down, I kind of live my life and uh, don't say nothing much about it. Pastor me, Gonzalo. This is Gonzalo, bro. Hey, Gonzalo. Gonzalo. What's up, me, dog? One of my dudes right here. Yeah. We're, all, we're all live right now, bro. Oh, we're probably going to go viral. In, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, all Vic, right, Gonzalo, the, good to you. Victor, in terms of... Uh, the training, you know, I was fortunate enough. I always admired those hills in California. Two those summers, rough, rough. Right? two summers ago, Vic, Vic, I'm, I'm, I'm with my man Victor Ortiz, and he says, "Hey, we're gonna get some training in the morning. Let's go. We're gonna bang out six miles." Did I hold my own with you, dude? That was great. You know, it's funny we had Andres with us. <laughs> I thought we were gonna have to give him mouth to mouth, but that was a refreshing, grueling run. And let me tell you, for your listeners, those hills are no joke. Um, oh. but can you maybe, well, I'm sorry, Vic. No, I'm just saying that's, that's the, that's the thing about it though. Um, we want to be great. I, I believe Michael Jordan said something along the lines is if you're uncomfortable in doing something, you, you either, you, you go through it, right? Because you'll never know the discomfort. So you'll be comfortable your whole life. But it's like, dude, you got to make yourself uncomfortable. What I'm going to be world champion once again, actually, I'm going to take all five belts, all those welterweights, watch out homies. So daddy's coming home. And they're not going to like it because, hey, relentless. It is what it is. But like what I was saying a little bit ago is uh, people say a lot of things. People fail to promise. People fail to work hard to get there. I don't fail. And that's well said. And you are relentless, Victor. With regards, can you maybe take us through, Vic, when you're prepping for a fight? What time, how many hours a day are you training? What's your diet look like? Um, and how you, uh, you know, how much sleep you're getting a night, the sports science behind being a successful athlete is so key, especially someone, I'll tell you, I've done, I've played a lot of sports. My uncle was a professional boxer, fought Tony DeMarco twice. And I, and you know, just hitting the heavy bag. I mean, you got to go 10 rounds. That is no joke. In addition, you're getting, you're getting hit too. Can you maybe elaborate on training and dieting and prep work? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure, man. So, my situation with training is this. Uh, I, I like to, if you have 
four weeks to get ready for a fight. I like 10 weeks. I guess it's uh, personal and just whatever. I just, I, I, I love having more time. So I like 13 weeks of training camp. So my camps consist of training in the sense of four in the morning wake-up calls to go run. We'd run six to eight miles. After that, go home, take a nap, wake up, go to the gym at about 9.30-ish in the morning, sometimes 10-ish. We kill out uh, circuit training. Circuit training consists of weights, jump rope, just uh, the big old ropes and stuff like that. And then uh, you have uh, boxing at around 1 p.m., 1.30. That consists of sparring with other people. It consists of boxing, just working on your game plans and stuff. So I have a, a total of maybe about six to eight hours usually. And I enjoy every minute of it because you're not promised tomorrow, you know? That is, and maybe, Victor, elaborate a little bit on the diet. Obviously, training six to eight hours, running eight miles. I know when I ran three Boston marathons uh, without training, just getting ready to run the marathon itself, the <laughs> carb load and, and the, the, the recovery work. Uh, can you maybe elaborate on, you know, maybe how many calories you eat in a day? Or uh, for sure. I, I'll be honest with you. I've never really kept up with how many calories I burn and stuff like that, but I eat six times throughout the day. The, the diet's very, like, protein, and, and, and sometimes it, it gives me on, – on, so protein on one day. The next day it's, like, protein and uh, a lot of carbs because I have to spar to give me that ump, that push. So it's, like, 50-50 pretty much. But at the end of the day, it's, like, dude, I'm on a diet for three months every day from, from 4 a.m. to 9 p.m. I'm straight up dieting every day every second of that so it's i mean it's great uh it's tough but it's good well it's it kind of it kind of makes you uh you know unique in a way and uh obviously you've been doing a long time you know taking it through god and city to your amateur career i don't know if that's me breaking up no i i, I'm feel, I, I hear you oh, okay so you know turning back the clock amateur fighting you know junior olympic tourney champion U.S. Olympic trials, you know, world champion. You've been there. Victor, what can we expect on the comeback when we get through this pandemic, uh, the type of fighter everyone's going to see? I'll be honest with you. People, people gave up on me long ago. Uh, I'd say about two years ago, maybe three, people started talking really bad about me, put bashing me, putting me down. But here's the thing. Like LL Cool J once said, don't call it a comeback. Been here for years. <laughs> but Love that no, beat. No, no. No, no, no. I'm going to be one of the greatest of all time. Like Muhammad Ali once said, I will be one of the greatest of all time. And that's just the bottom line. These amateurs, I mean, these pros that are out right now, guess what? Thank you. I appreciate you. You know why? You're holding my belts for me. That's beautiful. Make sure you polish them for me. Outstanding. Well, I'm sure they will. Victor, uh, worst, maybe some of the injuries you had, can you maybe let the fans know? I know you had a broken jaw. What's the oh, worst injury? injury? Wow, man. I've had too many injuries to count, bro. Both wrists, shattered hands. Mm. This doesn't, this hand doesn't straighten out no more, but I can make a fist, so it doesn't matter. Nose has been broken a couple times. Jaw's been broken. Cracked head so many times. I can't tell how many times anymore. So give me something I haven't had. And, and Vic, we like to ask all our guests a handful of questions uh, to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, can you maybe tell our listeners your favorite movie? Dude, 
have a couple of them, but my head, All right, no, I, but give us two. Give us a couple. Okay. Um, you remember the movie uh, uh, Ryan Phillippe and Reese, Reese Witherspoon? Uh, Cruel Intentions? Yes, yes. Cruel Intentions. I'm, outstanding. That's my, huh? that's my all-time favorite. And then uh, followed by, uh, uh, I believe, uh, the, the next one would probably have to be um, – Shoot, man. Uh, Will Farrell and uh, the, the dude with the curly hair, uh, Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Oh, that's another, yeah. Or, that's, or that's, Wedding Crashers. Oh, Wedding Crashers is good. Yeah. I, I will wonder yeah. if they'll ever come out with a sequel for that. Um, right? That'd be great. Favorite book to read? Dude, uh, when I was a youngster, I read uh, Where the Red Fern Grows. Oh, that's one. Honest it's a to good, God. It's a good book. I cried when I read that. And honest Me to God, too. <laughs> uh, I knew. I see you. You know what? Like minds think alike. But Vic, that actually was one of my inspirations outside of my daughter to wanting to write a children's book. No that way. Book, yes, I am a diehard dog lover, and one of the main characters in my kids' book, Football Magic, oh. is my late boxer dog. And guess what his name was? I have no idea. Sly. <laughs> no way. Yes. He made so, dog Sly. That's great. Yeah. So. Um, what about fa- you? Could go anywhere in the world, Victor. Favorite destination spot? Where where, where would you want to go? Where have you been that you just love? I mean, I've been to Italy a couple times. I'd like to explore that place a little more. Yeah, it's all right. Well, you know what? Uh, we're gonna plan a road trip one of these years when we get to the pandemic. Oh, would, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, all right, excellent. Because I, I tell you, Barcelona. And, uh, uh, by, you know what? We got to bring you to the Malfi Coast, maybe uh, the island of Capri. Uh, there's so much Florence, the Lake Como. Um, you know, you might meet your future wife over there. So, um, a lot, lot of beautiful people. Um, you know, Vic, if you could give best advice to your younger self, best advice to my younger self, dude. One, patience. Two, live your life to the max. Three, you'd be like, dude, make sure you don't make any babies anytime soon. You know, <laughs> I mean, just and if you do, make sure that it's the right person. And. How about best advice to younger fighters out there? What, do, what can you tell? Younger fighters. Yeah. Uh, younger fighters, dude, just, uh, dude, work hard and make sure that uh, whatever you do, just there's always going to be people talking down. You can't do this. You can't do that. You won't. You won't. No, no, no. Stop that. It's in your mind. It's in your mind. It's in your brain. Whatever you want to do is going to be possible. And I'll tell you, Vic, my entire journey being an undersized athlete, I love when people underestimated me. And even to today, when, I, when maybe I get the no on, a, on a recruiting a, a, a player, because I just know, hey, you know what? The best revenge is massive success. Vic, yeah, you, you truly, truly embody the no backing down spirit. You're the, Thanks, contem- you're the contemporary real life, Rocky. Um, from world champion to actor uh, to activist to, to padre, you wear many hats. Um, we wish you the utmost, you know, unconditional love and support and success in all your future endeavors. And you really define the underdog. Um, and you are definitely the poster child for the comeback story. Yes, and sir. Just, just truly remember, Victor, no backing down. Dude, you can't back down. Ever. Nope. Ever. No, well, sir. Victor, we wish you, like I said, continued success. Um, and I think you want to close it out to the listeners, anything, uh, absolutely just big hug and respect to anyone and everyone who's watching, uh, Sean make sure you guys tune in a lot more. One of the greatest human beings of all time. There was Ben once upon a time. And now there's Sean, uh, he's always been there, but one, 
to uh, just don't count me out. No, we're not going to count love you, you out. I lo- we love you too, Vic, and I can't wait to watch you live hoisting up that belt as world champion. And yes, sir. This ends our episode with world champion boxer, actor, dad, and uh, renaissance man, Victor <laughs> Vicious Ortiz. We are out. Everyone have a great weekend and great week. And remember, there is no backing down. God bless, no. Victor. Don't call it a comeback and still. And I am representing, Victor, this T-shirt. Joe <laughs> Boxing. It's my boy, your- Joe. Yep, without Joe. a doubt. I love All the best, Victor. I love you, bud. I love you, brother. Be safe. Take care.